listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is your 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always, our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. In Northeast Ohio's Portage County, the Sheriff's Office believes it's on the verge of solving the mystery of a 13-year-old missing persons case. They think they know what happened. They think they know who did it, but they are missing a body. And this month, they announced a $10,000 reward for information that will help them cement their case against a suspect they have arrested and maybe even find and bring a murder victim home to be buried. Additionally, a cryptic comment by a detective working the case hinted that the investigation into this case might even be getting them closer to solving another homicide, one of Portage County's most famous. More of that at the end of this episode. First, we need to start with the story of 17-year-old Glenna Jean White. Most friends and family called her Jenny, and in 2009, she was living in the Stark County city of Alliance. We don't know the details of her childhood, but reports said she had a scar on her left wrist from self-mutilation. And we know in the summer of 2009, she decided to run away, taking her purple bicycle with her. For years, that's how she was classified, as an endangered runaway. But here's what police and prosecutors now think happened. Jenny's boyfriend ran away with her, and the pair of them ended up at a home just a few miles from Alliance in Mahoning County's Smith Township. They had a friend there whose mom was living with a 34-year-old man named Robert Lindsay Moore. According to the prosecution's theory of the case, the couple intended to spend a few nights there, a time during which Moore offered them alcohol. One night during the first week of June, Glenna went to her boyfriend wearing only a sheet and said Moore had tried to rape her. Moore was infuriated at the accusation and ordered Glenna and her boyfriend to leave. He also offered to drive Glenna back to her own home, and reportedly she agreed and got in the car with him. Now, according to U.S. Marshal Detective Eric Midock, Relatives of Moore have admitted when he returned to his own home an hour and a half later, he was covered in mud and blood. His knuckles were also bloodstained. Mahoning County took the lead in this investigation, and though Glenna White remained on the missing persons list, they finally came to believe she was dead. They have been trying to find her body ever since. Fast forward to June of 2020 when this case caught the attention of Portage County, which borders Stark County, where Glenna lived, and Mahoning County, from where she disappeared. Portage Sheriff Detective Ed Kennedy was working on one of the department's most frustrating unsolved homicides, the 1994 murder of another Alliance girl, 17-year-old Catherine Menendez. Catherine was killed and dumped in an area of the Berlin Reservoir in the county's Deerfield Township. 
He said during his look into that cold case, he received a tip about Glenna's murder and started connecting some dots. He said, once we started seeing the common denominators between the two cases and the individuals that were associated, we made a decision to reach out to the United States Marshal Service. Now, we don't know the details of the tip about Glenna from 2020, but we know it resulted in at least two things. First, in early 2021, law enforcement and cadaver dog teams conducted a search of Lake Park in Smith Township. The dogs had several strong hits, which encouraged authorities to drain the lake to look for Glenna's remains. But once the lake was drained, the scent dwindled and nothing was found. Second, the tip led to an arrest. This past December the 17th, at 7.30 in the morning, the U.S. Marshal's Northern Ohio Violent Fugitive Task Force went to a home on Watson Avenue in Alliance and took the now 51-year-old Robert Moore into custody. He had been living in the area since being released from prison, working as a welder for a local company. Deputies had attempted to interview him, but he referred them to his attorney. And so last month, they took him into custody and charged him with aggravated murder and murder. Moore said nothing during his apprehension. He was barefoot, had on jeans and no shirt, and never bothered asking why he was being arrested. But authorities clearly were prepared for a different response. Participating in the arrest were officers from Stark and Mahoning counties, as well as the Aviation Department of the Ohio Highway Patrol. No doubt they were taking extra precautions because Robert Moore was already a known killer. Back in 1993, he had been convicted of involuntary manslaughter in Stark County of 22-year-old Virginia Lekorchik of Alliance. Virginia had been beaten to death. The coroner described injuries to her head, face, and neck, as well as multiple injuries to internal organs. On July the 10th of 1993, swimmers found her body along the shoreline of Willow Point Beach. That's off Route 225 near Low Road in Lexington Township and part of the expansive Berlin Reservoir that crosses county lines. She was face down, fully clothed, and half submerged under a tree. It didn't take long to identify her. Her sister and her brother-in-law had been out searching for her and they noticed the lights of the law enforcement vehicles at the reservoir. They pulled over to check it out and identified Virginia on the spot. She had been killed just a few hours earlier. The next day, after witnesses at a bar pointed in the direction of Moore, the 23-year-old man decided to turn himself in. He was put on trial for murder and took the stand to confess hoping his story would warrant the lesser charge of involuntary manslaughter. He said he met the mother of four that Friday night at the town tavern in Alliance, and the pair of them ended up at the Berlin Reservoir later that night. Moore said he made sexual advances. Virginia rebuffed him, 
And he just, in his own words, lost it and beat her to death with his fists. Police found on Virginia's body imprints of a marijuana leaf, the design on Moore's ring. Afterward, Moore went to the mobile home he shared with his wife and burned his bloody clothes and cowboy boots. The jury convicted Moore of the lesser charge of involuntary manslaughter, and he was sentenced to 10 to 25 years in prison. He served 15 and was released in 2008. That was the year before Glenna White went missing. Now, in anticipation of Moore's upcoming trial in Glenna White's murder, authorities are trying to uncover everything they can. After all, they still don't have her body. Portage County Sheriff Bruce Zukowski said after Moore's arrest, when our detective uncovered this case, he knew it would be a long road to where we are today. But we know this isn't the end of the road. There is more work to be done. And we have some hardworking investigators who are not going to give up on this case until justice is brought to those involved. Then he added, a terrible monster is now in jail who should have been there a long time ago. Anyone with any information that could lead to the remains of Glenna White is asked to contact the Portage County Sheriff's Office at 330-296-8626. Glenna was five foot three, weighed 115 pounds, had shoulder length black hair and blue eyes. She had a tattoo on her right arm of a yin-yang and a sunburst. Her nose, lip, and ears are pierced. She was last seen wearing a green tank top, black pants, and black shoes with red hearts on them. Her purple bike is also missing and may be with her. Now it can be tricky prosecuting someone for murder without a body. But Marshall Mydock said they felt they had a good enough case to convince a jury, and they didn't want to risk leaving Robert Moore on the streets. Here's why the case against Robert Moore might have some effect on that 1994 unsolved homicide of Catherine Menendez. Catherine was 17 when she disappeared after saying she intended to go to the movies. She was strangled beaten with fists, stabbed with a screwdriver, and cut with a knife. Detective Ed Kennedy told reporters Robert Moore himself was in jail during Catherine's murder, so he's not a suspect in that case. But he said some individuals that came up during his investigation of Glenna White's case are also connected with Catherine Menendez. Kennedy wouldn't say more about that. Now, whether this is relevant or not, I don't know. But I will say I took a look at those old stories about Moore's killing of Virginia Lekorchek in that case where he served 15 years for manslaughter. And it said witnesses saw Moore and Virginia leave the bar that night with another man. There were three of them together. And a witness later came forward to say Moore had told him both men pummeled Virginia to death and left her at the reservoir, but that Moore took the sole blame because he was afraid the other man would retaliate against Moore's children. Now, keeping all three of these murder cases sorted can be confusing, so 
Just in closing, here's a quick review of the common denominators. Virginia Lukorczyk, a 22-year-old woman from Alliance, was killed in 1993 by Robert Moore and left dead at the Berlin Reservoir. Catherine Menendez, a 17-year-old from Alliance, was killed a year later in 1994. She was beaten to death, stabbed and choked, and left dead at the Berlin Reservoir. Robert Moore was in jail at the time, and her killer has never been caught. Glenna White, also 17 and from Alliance, was killed in 2009, a year after Moore was released from jail, and her remains have not been found. Robert Moore has been arrested for her murder, and detectives believe individuals connected to Glenna's story may also be connected to the unsolved murder of Catherine Menendez. And that's it for our 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. May all of your mysteries have happy endings. History is the greatest adventure story. But does it ever leave you wondering what the women were doing all that time? This is Lori from the Her Half of History podcast, and the answer is that some women were seizing power, or escaping slavery, or spying for their country, or creating artistic masterpieces, while countless others were doing the laundry, getting married, and wondering why their clothes don't have more pockets. If you would like to hear the stories of women doing all of those things, check out Her Half of History at herhalfofhistory.com or wherever you get your podcasts.